Hi, this is Lee Klein. I'm going to be reading to you today healing scriptures from the Word of God. Proverbs 4.20 tells us to attend to His words, consent and submit to His saints, and not to let them depart from our sight. So when we keep the Word in the center of our heart, they are life to us who find them, healing and health to all of our flesh. And so to verse 23, keep and guard your heart with all diligence and above all that you guard, for out of it flows the springs of life. Put away from you false and dishonest speech and willful and contrary talk, but far from you. In other words, don't speak anything other than the word because it's false. We have to have faith to receive supernatural healing from God. And so we're calling these scriptures, the scriptures that we need to be healed. Hebrews 11.1, 1, Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed, the things or the things we hope for, being the proof of things that we do not see, and the conviction of the reality, faith perceiving as real fact, which is not revealed to the senses. And so we need faith. Faith is the thing that we need to have our healing. And faith comes, Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing what is told. And what is heard comes from the preaching of the message that came from the lips of Christ himself. So when we hear the word of God, that brings faith. We have faith in what we heard. We pay attention to the word. In fact, Psalms 107, 20, it says, He sends forth his word and heals them and rescues them from the pit and destruction. 1 Peter 2.24 Jesus personally bore our sins on his body on a tree as on an altar and offered himself on it that we might that we might die, cease to exist to sin, and live to righteousness. By his wounds we have been healed. I just want to encourage you to look these scriptures up for yourself and meditate them and learn. Let the Holy Spirit teach you what they mean, because having that knowledge is going to bring your healing. He personally bore your sin for you. You meditate that, and you understand that he did that just for you, so that you can die to sin and live in righteousness, and then by his wounds, you have been healed. Romans 12, 2, do not conform to this world. This age, fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs. But be changed, be transformed by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideas and its new attitudes, so that you may prove for yourself what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God, even the thing that which is good and acceptable and perfect in His sight for you. When you change your mind to think His thoughts, to think His way, you're going to prove his will is good and perfect. You're going to prove that he is your healer. And no one's going to be able to take that from you because you experienced it yourself. You changed your mind and you believed and you received your healing. Mark 16, 17. These attesting signs will accompany those who believe. It's all in what you decide you're going to believe. And then when you hear the word of God, that brings your faith and then you believe. And so if you do that work, you're working to have faith. You're working to believe. You're doing what you say you believe. 
We can say we believe something, but if we don't walk in what we say we believe, we really don't. So these signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents. And even if they drink something deadly, it will not harm them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will get well. So not only will you receive your healing, you can be a blessing to those around you. Isaiah 53, tells us, He bore our sickness, our grief, our weaknesses, distresses. He carried our sorrows and pains of punishment, yet we didn't understand. We ignorantly considered him stricken and smitten and afflicted by God as if, it, as if with leprosy. But the truth is, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. The chastisement needful for us to obtain peace and well-being was upon him and with the stripes that wounded him. We are healed and made whole. God loved us so much. He said that to me one day. He said he loved us so much. It hurt him so much to see us suffer that he wanted to suffer for us so we didn't have to. Take that in and think about that kind of love that he has for you. He didn't want you to hurt, so he hurt for you. And when you believe he loves you that much, that he did that for you, then you can receive that love, that healing he has for you. James 2.14 What use, brethren, for anyone to say he has faith? and has no good works to show for it. Can such faith save his soul? If a brother or sister is poorly clad and lacks food for each day, and one of you says to him, Goodbye, keep yourself warm and well-fed, without giving him the necessities for the body, what good does that do? So faith, if it does not have works, deeds, and actions of obedience to back it up, itself is destitute of power inoperative and debt. And so you can say that you have faith, but if you don't talk and live that faith out, if you don't act like you believe, then your faith is dead. Faith without action is dead. If you have faith, you're not going to be talking the problem. You're going to be speaking what you heard in the Word of God. You're going to be saying what you believe the Word of God says about you. You're not going to be speaking what is wrong, but what is right. And then you're going to be calling those things to be not as though they were, as God did. That's what he did. He called those things to be not as though they were. Jesus called those things into existence that were not, because that is the way the kingdom of God operates. And so we can't say that we have faith and not act like we don't and not talk like we don't. We can't act and say any old thing we want to say and then still receive our healing. And here's a good example. Matthew 12, 13, Jesus said to the man, reach out your hand. And the man reached out his hand and it was restored. So he gave the man a faith action. He had to reach out his hand. I had a shattered kneecap and Jesus told me to run to go for my run anyway. I did, and on my way back, he touched me, and my knee was restored. You have to have an action, and you have to hear him talk to you, because you don't even know the faith action without him 
making that clear to you. He's going to tell you what you need to do. He told that man to reach out his hand, and that man reached out his hand, and he was healed because he believed. If he didn't believe, he wouldn't have reached out his hand. If I didn't believe, I wouldn't have ran down the road he told me to run down. And we have to know that the thief, John 10, 10, Jesus said the thief comes in order to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus is nothing like him. He doesn't put sickness and disease on you. He loves you. Hebrews 10, 23, let us hold fast to the profession of our faith without wavering, for he who is faithful, he that promised is faithful. Hebrews 10.35, do not therefore cling away your fearless confidence, for it carries a great and glorious compensation of reward. If you don't see your healing happen right away, do not throw away your confidence. Do not give God a time limit because he is working out in you the unbelief that might be staggering here or there that you don't see. He's going to show you what your faith action needs to be. And that faith action that he gives you is getting that doubt out that's there. And there might be more than one thing. And, you know, we when we live in his kingdom, there's nothing we're going to go without. We're going to live in his blessing. And sometimes we have one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom. And he has to teach us how to move into his kingdom to receive all that he has for us. He doesn't want to just give you one little thing. He wants to give it all to you. He is good. So you have to say what you want and do not give God a time limit. You have to keep going to the word of God. Keep going to Jesus and get encouraged. Get faith. Joel 3.10, let the weak say, I am strong. We don't say, I'm weak. We say, I'm strong. I don't give God a time limit. He's working in me. He's helping me to get rid of the doubt. Remember, he said to Jairus, only believe. When the centurion came and said, don't bother the master anymore, Jesus looked right at him and quickly said, only believe. And Jairus didn't open his mouth. He didn't respond to the man, but he only believed in his daughter was raised from the dead. Philippians 4, 6, do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. If you have faith, then you're not going to have anxiety. But in every circumstance and everything by prayer and petition, definite requests with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God and God's peace shall be yours in that tranquil state of soul, assured of its salvation through Christ, and so fearing nothing from God and being content with its earthly lot of whatever sort that is, that peace which transcends all understanding will garrison and mount around your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And then for the rest, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is worthy of reverence and honorable seemingly, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely and lovable, whatever is kind and winsome and gracious, if there's any virtue and excellence, there's anything worthy of praise, think on and wait and take account of these things. Fix your minds on them. Practice of what you've learned and received and heard and seen in me and model your way living after it. And God's peace of untroubled, undisturbed well-being will be with you. So that's what you have to do is you have to fix your mind on what he said and you have to keep feeding your mind. Keep feeding your mind the truth. 
and don't meditate on the lies that you're going to hear all around you. And that's why you want to take time, sit with Jesus every morning and look at the word and get faith and get back to that place of rest. Because when healing doesn't come right away, when answers don't come right away, and you meditate on what you see, then that temporary thing that you're looking at isn't going to change, but it's going to stay and it won't be temporary. What you see is temporary. What is unseen is eternal. The Word of God is life and health to you. It's going to bring to pass the Word that promises the Word of God in your life. So you have to pay attention to it. Hebrews 13.8 says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's not going to change his mind. He's not going to change his mind. Everything he said is the same. He does not waver. Third John 2, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in every way, that your body may keep well, even as I know your soul keeps well and prospers. You have to prosper in your thinking. You have to have understanding, and then you will prosper in every other way. 1 John 5, 14, And this is a confidence, assurance, a privilege of wholeness, which we have in him. We are sure that if we ask anything, make any requests according to his will, that he listens and hears us. 1 John 3, 21, Beloved, if your conscience, your hearts do not accuse you, if they do not make you feel guilty and condemn you, we will have confidence, complete assurance, and boldness before God. And we receive from him whatever we ask because we watchfully obey his orders. We follow his plan and habitually practice what is pleasing to him. And so when you feel that conviction in your heart, all you have to do is obey it. He's going to show you where you've stepped out of the kingdom and help you to step back in. And then when you do that, you're going to have confidence and boldness when you stand before him and remind him of his word. Psalm 118, 17, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. That scripture came up on the inside of me when I was holding my little Yorkie at four ounces who was having a seizure in my hand. And so I believe that she would live and not die and believe the the works uh, and declare the works of the Lord. And that's exactly what happened. I brought her home and he gave me the wisdom of knowing what was wrong with her and what I needed to do for her to be healed. He truly is an awesome God. He's in love with us. Matthew 18, 18. Truly, I tell you, Jesus said, whatever you forbid and declare to be improper and lawful on the earth must be what's already forbidden in heaven. Whatever you permit and declare proper and lawful on the earth must be already permitted in heaven. And so he's giving us power and authority to forbid and to permit. Whatever we bind is bound and whatever we allow is allowed. That's what he's saying to us. And then in Mark eleven twenty two, Jesus said, to have faith in God constantly. He said, I tell you the truth, whoever says to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will take place, it will be done for him. For this reason, I'm telling you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe, trust, and be confident that it's granted to you and you will get it. 
And then the condition is whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive them, let drop it, let it go, in order that your Father who is in heaven may also forgive you your short failing, your shortcomings, your failings. But if you do not forgive, your Father will not forgive you. You have no power to talk to the mountain if you won't forgive. And the reason Jesus was telling the disciples this is earlier he walked by a fig tree and there was no fruit on it and he cursed it and then the next day the disciples noticed it was withered from the roots and that's why Jesus said if you have constant faith if you're not wavering if you're constant with God you can say to this mountain this impossible thing to change and it will change but if we don't love we are just sounding God Luke 17, 6. And the Lord answered, If you have faith and trust and confidence in God, even so small like a grain of mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, Be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it will obey you. So you don't have to have much faith, but you just have to have faith, confidence in God that what you say will happen. And that the confidence you have in God is it just by saying it. If you say it, you obviously have confidence that it will happen. Romans 4.17, as it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. He's talking to Abraham. He was appointed our father in the sight of God in whom he believed. Abraham believed God. And he gives life to the dead and speaks to non-existent things that he has foretold and promised as if they already existed. And I want to say that we were made in his likeness and he has given us power and authority, as Jesus explained, to talk to a mountain and change it. We call those things to be not as though they were. We speak to non-existent things as if they already exist. We don't speak the problem, we speak the answer. Philippians 2.10 in the name of Jesus, every knee must bow. In his name, everything must bow. In heaven, on the earth, and under the earth. John 15, 7. If you live in me, abide vitally united to me, and my words remain in you, and continue to live in your hearts. Ask whatever you will, and it will be done for you. When you bear and produce much fruit, my Father is honored and glorified, and you show and prove to me to yourselves to be true followers of mine. So when we abide in him and he abides in us and we bear much fruit, Father is honored and glorified. When his word comes to pass in our life, when his promises happen, he is glorified. Psalm 91.1 He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no foe can withstand. I will say the Lord, he's my refuge and my fortress, my God, on him I lean and rely, and on him I confidently trust. And then he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. Then he will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings shall you trust and find refuge. His truth and his faithfulness are a shield and a buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror of the night, nor the arrow, the evil plots, the slanders of the wicked that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction and sudden death that surprise and lay waste at noonday. 
A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. Only a spectator shall you be yourself, inaccessible in the secret place of the Most High, as you witness the reward of the wicked, because you have made the Lord your refuge and the Most High your dwelling place. Therefore shall no evil befall you, nor any plague or calamity come near your tent. He will give his angels a special charge over you to accompany you and defend and preserve you in all your ways of obedience and service. They shall bear you up on their hands, these two dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and otter, the young lion and the serpent shall you trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he knows and understands my name, has a personal knowledge of my mercy, loving kindness, trust and relies on me, knowing I will never forsake him. No, never. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Matthew 8, 2. Behold, a leper came up to Jesus, prostrating himself and worshiped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you are able to cleanse me by curing me. And he reached out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing. Be cleansed be cured, and instantly his leprosy was cured and cleansed. Matthew 13, 58, he did not do many works there because of their unbelief, their lack of faith and divine mission of Jesus. So I want to mention to you that it is your faith that makes you well. That's why Jesus was saying he couldn't do much there. He couldn't do much works of power there because of their unbelief, their lack of faith. Acts 10.38 God anointed and consecrated Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit, with strength and ability and power. How he went about doing good, in particular, curing all those who were asked and oppressed by the power of the devil, for God was with him. Jesus cured them with the word of God. He spoke the word. He spoke truth to them and took authority over the enemy with that truth. And they were healed. You don't have to be harassed and oppressed by the enemy. Go to Jesus and find out the truth. 2 Timothy 1.7 God did not give us a spirit of cowardice of craving and cringing and fawning fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and a calm, well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control. Second Corinthians 14, we don't consider the things that we see, but the things that are unseen. For the things that are visible are temporal, brief and fleeting, but the things that are invisible are deathless and everlasting. That we walk in the flesh, Second Corinthians 10, 30, that we walk in the flesh, we are not carrying on our warfare according to the flesh and using human weapons. For the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God for the overthrow of strongholds. In so much as we refute arguments and theories and reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God, and we lead every thought and purpose away captive to the obedience of Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. And so we take captive our thoughts because we have to think 
the Word of God. We don't let anything exalt the truth. Any, don't let any theory or reasoning exalt in your mind above the true knowledge of God if you want to receive your healing. Isaiah 41.10 Fear not, there is nothing to fear. I am with you. Do not look around in terror and be dismayed. I am your God. I will strengthen and harden you in difficulties. Yes, I will help you. Yes, I will hold you up and retain you with my victorious right hand of righteousness and justice. Jeremiah 1.12 Then said the Lord to me, You have seen well, for I am alert and active, watching over my word to perform it. He watches over his word to perform it. Ephesians 6.10 In conclusion, be strong in the Lord, be empowered through the union with him, draw your strength from him, that strength at which boundless might provides. Put on God's whole armor, the armor of heavy armed soldier which God supplies, that you may be successfully to stand up against all the strategies and the deceits of the devil. For you're not wrestling with flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents but against powers, against master spirits of the world, rulers of this present darkness, against the spirit forces of wickedness and the heavenly supernatural sphere. Therefore, put on God's complete armor that you may be able to resist and stand your ground on the evil day of danger, and having done all the crisis demands to stand firmly in your place. Stand therefore and hold your ground, having tightened the belt of truth around your lines, and having put on the breastplate of integrity and the moral rectitude and right standing with God. And having shed your feet in preparation to face the enemy with firm-footed stability, the promptness and the readiness produced by the good news of the gospel of peace, lift up over all the covering shield of faith upon which you can quench, quench all the flaming missiles of the wicked. When Jesus said in John 10, 10, the enemy has come to kill, still and destroy. I have come that you may have life, have it to the full, and tell it over false. We have to choose Jesus, and then choose to follow his directions. So Matthew 8, 14, when Jesus went into Peter's house, he saw his mother-in-law laying ill with a fever. He touched her hand and the fever left her. She got up and began waiting on him. When evening came, they brought him many who were under the power of demons, and he drove out the spirits with a word and restored to health all who were sick, and thus he fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He himself took in order to carry away our witness, our weaknesses, infirmities, and bore away our diseases. Now their faith was they went to Jesus. They asked Jesus. They sought Jesus. They heard his word, and faith came. Acts 5.16, the people gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing the sick and those troubled with the false spirits, and they were all cured. Luke 9, 2, and he sent them out to announce and preach the kingdom of God and bring healing. He sent the disciples out to announce and preach the kingdom of God and bring healing to them. Luke 13, 16, and ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan's kept bound for 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? The Pharisees were complaining that Jesus healed on the Sabbath day. Luke 16, 17, Jesus came down with him and took a stand in a level spot with a great crowd and his disciples and a vast throng of people from all over Judea and Jerusalem came to listen to him and to be cured of their diseases. Even those who were disturbed and troubled with unclean spirits, they were being healed also. And the multitude were seeking to touch him for healing power 
was all the while going forth from him and carrying them all, saving them from severe illness and calamities. Mark 16, 14. Afterward, he appeared to the eleven apostles themselves as they reclined at the table, and he reproved and reproached them for their unbelief, their lack of faith, and their hardness of heart because they refused to believe those who had seen him and looked at him attentively after he had risen from death. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach and publish openly the good news, the gospel to every creature from, from human race. He who believes and hears to trust and relies on the gospel and him whom it sets forth and is baptized will be saved from the penalty of eternal death. But he who does not believe, who does not adhere to and trust and rely on the gospel, and him who sets forth will be condemned. And those attesting signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will drive all demons, they will speak in their tongues. They will pick up serpents, and even if they drink something deadly, it will not harm them. They will lay hands in the sick, and they will get well. Mark 10, 27, Jesus glanced around at them and said, With men it is impossible, but not with God, for all things are possible with God. Mark 9, 23, and Jesus said, You say to me, can I do anything? Why, all things are possible for him who believes. And the man who had a son, an epileptic son, asked Jesus if he could heal his son. And he said, of course I can all things are possible for him who believes. And then he rebuked that spirit and him. He didn't give the little boy medication, but it was the enemy. He rebuked the demon that was in the little boy. Matthew 15, 30-31, And great multitudes came to him, having them, that those were lame, blind, dumb, maimed, and others, and cast them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them, insomuch that the multitude wondered when they saw the dumb to speak, and the maimed to behold, the lame to walk, and the blind to see, and they glorified the God of Israel. There's many, 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 many more promises and, and happenings in the Word of God that, prove that proves that God is the healer, and I just want to um, encourage you to meditate this word that I've given you today and listen to it over and over again and faith will come and then faith will ignite on the inside of you and whatever you're believing God for will happen. I can attest to that. So just take this word as your medicine. Let it penetrate in your heart. Think on these things, whatever is good and lovely and a good report. And in the name of Jesus, every must bow, cancer must bow. Whatever is the problem in your life has to bow at the name of Jesus. Blindness, arthritis, whatever it is. And you know, I just want to say sometimes God will tell you something that you're doing that is causing the problem in your life, something that you're eating, something, as I said before, that you're saying or that you're doing opposed to the Word of God. So we need his wisdom. And James says, when we ask for wisdom, he gives all to all liberally without fault finding. As long as we're not wavering. James 1.5, if any of you is deficient in wisdom, let him ask of the giving God who gives to everyone liberally and ungrudgingly without reproaching or fault finding, and it will be given to him. Only it must be in faith that he asks no wavering or hesitating, no doubting. For the one who wavers and hesitates and doubts is like a billowing surge at sea that has flown hither and thither and tossed at the wind. For truly, not let such a person imagine he will receive anything 
from the Lord, for he is a man of two minds, hesitating and unstable and unreliable and certain in everything he thinks. You have to be sure. You have to know what you want. If you want to receive supernatural healing from God, then you have to take that word like medicine. It's health. It's, it's the word of God. It will heal you and it will give you that wisdom that you need. The word is more powerful than a two-edged sword. So take it, meditate on it, believe it, obey it, and you will see your healing. Thank you so much for listening today and God bless you.